What's up, loves? Welcome to Self-Care in Real Life, a podcast where we obsess over giving women the tools that they need to choose happiness and create more joyful moments. I am your host, best-selling author and lifestyle blogger, Ty Alexander, and I'm basically your new wellness hype girl, so welcome to the party. so corny. Before we take a deep dive into today's episode, I want to remind you to be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes if you've enjoyed the podcast so far. You can also head over to our website, selfcareirl.com, to sign up for our exclusive membership community, which is filled with gems that I have curated just for you to help you cultivate life-shifting healing experiences. So, Let's get right into today's episode. My guest on today's episode, she is just Black Hollywood royalty. Melinda Williams is an actress and a producer who has cemented her contribution to Black culture with movies like The Wood, A Thin Line Between Love and Hate, and of course, playing Bird in the hit TV series, Soul Food. She is one of our national treasures and has quickly become one of my favorite people to exchange energy with. Our conversation today was so vulnerable and just so pure. And most importantly, it is a head nod to two women doing the work and healing. So make some time and space in your heart for this really great listen. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. I'm so happy to be here with you today. (laughs) I like to start all of my interviews with one question and we'll both answer it. And the question is, and there's no right or wrong answer. The only request is that you be as elaborate as you can. So the question is, what color is your heart today? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was pink. That was the first thing. And then I tried to think about it. And I was like, no, don't do that. You you know, go with what comes first. So what came first was pink. And why did you, why do you think pink? Or what, I'd like to say, why did I feel pink? Because if I was thinking it would have been a different color. But why did I feel pink? I feel, I I think that I felt pink because it it feels light. Mm. Um, It feels feminine. It feels caring. Um, it feels concerned. It feels lovely. It feels lovely. And it feels open. I love that. I love that so much. Yeah. I'm going to go with orange because I think of or I feel the sunshine, like the sun is coming in my window. It has been all day. So I've kind of been feeding off the vitamin D outside. And I've just been in like a real, um, to your point, a very light like I'm just letting the creativity flow. I'm letting whatever come in, come in, whatever go out, go out, like no real stresses of today. So I'm going to, and I also have my orange watch. I'm obsessed with orange. I see that. I saw that. <laughs> I'm obsessed with orange for some reason these days. That, it's funny that I actually noticed that because I did not say that because of that, but I definitely, uh, I'm feeding off of the orange energy for a and while now. So interesting. Cause as soon as you said it, I thought, oh, she's wearing an orange watch. I wonder if she's aware I just became aware just now. And I was like, wait a minute. I think I am really feeding in off of that energy from that color. Like I definitely like even my nails, I don't know if you can see, but I have like a tortoise and there's like an orange in it. And I I, like, I'm literally just putting it all together right now as we speak crazy enough. Yeah. Well, uh, well, um, orange is definitely energizing. 
And it's also an, a, a color for me that is very energizing. Yeah, yeah. And I have been, prior to, my audience knows I had a hysterectomy and recovery was a lot. So for me to feel energized is an accomplishment. Yes. <laughs> it's a win for us. So thank you for sharing the color of your heart. I think it um, allows me to anticipate the energy that we'll share together in the interview. Thank you for asking and thank you for even, you know, making me aware that that's a thing because I'm going to add that to my, my self-care moments. Feel, like, free, to, my feel free to steal then. it. <laughs> <laughs> feel free to steal it. So the world knows Melinda Williams as this wondrous actress. I can name count, like I could go down your resume. I'm pretty sure I've seen everything. My favorite from Bird on Soul Food even being the sister in thin line between love and hate like there's so many moments yeah. um, of you blessing us on the tv screens but tell us really who is melinda behind the hollywood framing of who we think you are i'm just melinda you know i'm i'm just like you i'm just like everybody else i'm i'm a mother a wife a sister a daughter a friend. I see myself as those things before I ever see myself as an actress. An actress is just something that I do. Another thing mm -hmm. that I do, because I do a lot of things, right? Mm -hmm. And um, and when I am playing any role, I'm always referencing one of those things, mother, wife, daughter, friend. So those things have to come first. Understood. That's who I am just a regular person. I love that so yeah. much. So often in the celebrity world, we forget that you guys put your drills on the same way we do. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and I'm like, these people, it's crazy because I'll read all these horrible, some kind, but I, I, you know, you notice know bad before good on the internet anyway. And I'll read like the bad comments that people say about celebrities. I'm like, y'all, y'all know these are real people, right? Who read these things? Like They don't, they don't. I, it's um, so weird to me. Like sometimes I'll, I'll read, you know, I read things and I'm like, yeah. really? Because sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time, people will throw celebrity all into one bucket because, you know, these celebrities. And I'm like, wait a minute, when did we all become the same person? I'm like, that's not, I'm not like her. She's not like me. He's not like me. I'm not like him. We're all different. You know, just like normal people are all different. You know, we don't run around saying, you know, because regular folk. It's the most bizarre thing to I me. know it's yeah. so crazy. It's so crazy. But so, so much of my work um, in this wellness space revolves around speaking about grief. And I pride myself on aiming or arming women with the ability and the resources um, to choose gratitude over grief. But the world usually sees grief as like, just someone you've lost. But we know that grief is lots of things. We experience it in lots of ways. So I want to explore grief with you just for a little while. Can you remember the last time that you grieved something or someone? And how did that experience change who you were and, and how you kind of moved about the world? That's it's interesting because there's a couple of things that I want to share with you. Okay. And I'm just debating in my mind right now which <laughs> one of those things I should share right here and right now because 
I will tell you the very first time that I was aware that grief was necessary. Okay. The last time I grieved, I'll, I'll, I'll share both with you. Okay. The last time I grieved and the most recent time I will say was, um, I, I had to put my, my, my little dog down, um, about four months ago, who has been with me since, you know, for 16 years. And since my son was a very, it was a, was a little boy. And so that was really, really tough. And Mm -hmm. I had no idea, you know, I had, I've, I've had pets over the years, but they either ran away or, you know, they we we had to give them away. Something always happened. I never had a pet from when they were a baby until, or a little puppy until, um, they were little old man, as we used to call him, Uncle Freddie was his name. (laughs) And, um, so, so that was, that was, that was a tough time, um, for me, but the very first time I ever became aware of the grieving process being necessary was when I was actually experiencing my first divorce. Mm. And I became aware that grief was not just about losing someone from this physical plane, but mourning the loss of something that you held dear to your your um, heart. Uh, so that was the first time I became aware of actually intentionally taking the time to grieve because I knew that it was something that was so painful to me and for me. I knew that if I don't get this process, get through with this process, allow this process to come through, it's going to somehow fester inside of me and become something unhealthy within me. So that was the first time. And that was in my I guess that was, I was like, uh, maybe about 31 or 30, early thirties. Yeah. So it was intentional grieving. Yeah. Well, I think, I think I love the word intentional grieving. I might have to steal that from you, but, but I think that we don't realize that in, for, in healing, when there's a thing or an experience, right? Like a divorce or a marriage in order for that to be complete, in order for completion to happen, you have to grieve it, right? Like there's no way to, to your point, move on and be healthy and, you know, thrive throughout life if you are not willing and able and have the resources, all that good stuff to be able to actually grieve it and let it die and, and, and let that be the completion of the thing. And far too often, we don't focus on the grief of it. And like you said, it just festers and you become bitter and you're resentful. Like there's so many adjectives that you can throw in there that it turns into. Agreed, agreed. And I think, you know, we forget over time when we keep pushing it down, when we keep suppressing that grief, over time we forget that it's there and it will just, we'll normalize it. It'll just kind of sort of dissolve, but it dissolves within ourselves. And so later when it comes up as resentment or it comes up in another relationship or so it comes up as why can't I get my myself through this part of this relationship with someone completely different? It's because we've forgotten because we had pressed it down. But it's always going to come up. It has nowhere else to go. Say it, it, it has nowhere else to go. I always say, you know, the, the issues that we don't deal with in our youth become issues that we can't deal with as we get older. 
So I, you know, I don't know where I, how I got you. I will, I will. <laughs> you know, it's crazy because my next question was going to be, or is, we'll segue into how did you actually survive that journey? Like what, what does getting divorced or, or ending something on the other, on the good side, because you're on the good side, you're married to a lovely new person. Amazing. Amazing. I can feel the energy, see it on the, you know, so what does, what does it look like to get to the other side? Well, I'll say this. I feel like a large part of getting to amazing, an amazing relationship was, was making sure to intentionally mourn that other situation, old situations that, like you said, you kind of have to just put them to bed. You have to get them out. And part of it was asking a lot of questions of myself. Um, I'll re I remember I was driving in the car and I, I have a book coming out, Ty, and it's one of the stories that I tell in the book. So yes, I'll just give- what, Can we pause for a moment though? Yes. For this new authoress okay, uh, yeah. into the world, come on now. We're gonna give you your flowers. Thank you. What is? Do you have a name? Is it? Is it coming soon? Or what are? What are the details? It will be in the, <laughs> at the beginning of the year, um, and I'll probably be doing some. You know, I will be not probably. I will be doing some marketing and some pre-sales um, around the holidays. But it's it's not quite a memoir. It doesn't it does have a loose title? But I'm holding on to that i'm holding okay. that close to me okay. for now yeah we'll part two with the exclusive I'll, I'll uh, okay <laughs> please do please do um but it really i've i've you know i've been journaling i can't even tell you probably since i was a teenager when I, and i you know you journal and you put your books away and the life that you're living um you're journaling about it and i got to a point in my my life and my career and my relationships where I said, you know what, I've got some information that I want to share, you know, because when I was going through certain things, that's what I did. I looked for someone who was gone, who had gone through something similar that I could at least read it, read the work, see that what was happening to me wasn't an anomaly. I wasn't crazy. Like this does happen to people and then offer potentially tools and strategies for how to get myself through it. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, since this is something that I, um, I sought out for myself, let me be one of those um, individuals for someone else, um, help for some, because it was helpful to me. So that's the, the kind of book, self-help, if you will, um, slash memoir, I guess. It's, it's part memoir, part self-help, because it's not all my story. It's just really the major lessons that I've had in life. So that's essentially what it is. But anyway, I came to a point in my situation where, and this was during the time when I was filming Soul Food. Mm -hmm. And I always used to say, I don't know why, for the first two seasons, so the first two years, I literally used to say, I don't know why they haven't fired me yet, because I felt like I'm not kidding you. I felt like I was phoning it in every day. Aww. I didn't feel, you know, I was head, like my head was just I was in a fog because I was so focused on my family and what was going on in my life and trying to repair or restore or something, my relationship and going through a divorce. It was like that was my priority my family and 
little did I know all the things that were, were happening on the set and in the show were sort of paralleling mm. um, what was going on in my, my real life. So I really was getting to express through the character of Bird, just some, some of the things that were going on with me personally, right? And so one day I was in the car driving home from set and, and I just, we had a, we were doing a very emotional scene that day. And anytime I had to do emotional scenes, I would always tap my own experiences. And I just remember driving home and I just started breaking down. Like I was breaking down and in the car, just screaming, hollering out loud. And, you know, in, in the midst of just a, a, a brief, quiet moment, maybe I was taking a breath or something. I heard a small voice and the small voice says, why are you hollering? And I'm like, okay, I'll bite. And so I hollered back and I was like, because I'm angry, I'm so angry. And, you know, and then I, I proceeded to have a whole conversation in the car with self, God, Whatever was sitting in this car with me. Everybody in here. Whatever was on the journey with me. <laughs> and and the conclusion that, you know, again, the story is in the book, but the conclusion was no one has the power over your own feelings. Say it again, you, man. You hey. are control. Say it again. Say it again so they hear no you. No one has the power over your feelings. And, and, and essentially it was about me feeling like my love, my capacity to love was being choked off. And, and the small voice said, by who? Only you. So if you wanna love, go ahead and love. That person doesn't have any control over how and when you love them. And that was the transformative moment in my life. You know, sometimes people say, I love you and ain't nothing you can do about it. <laughs> I always thought that was crazy. Until that moment. Yes. And I realized, oh, there's nothing you can do about it. I've got that power. That's not, that's not anybody else's power. That's mine. All yours. That changed my life. That moment changed my whole life. So a huge part um, of my gratitude practice is honoring myself, um, hence self-care in real life. I firmly believe that in order for me to take care of others, I have to take care of myself. Like I cannot pour from an empty cup. All those good cliche uh, sayings are true. But how do you, how does Melinda take care of herself? I, I, I second that. Absolutely. One of the things I always have said since my son was, was little, I would always say if mama's not happy, nobody's happy. Man. So, and, I, and that's not even a, you know, I know it sounds cliche, but it was the truth. Absolutely. I knew I was like, listen, one day when my son was very little, I remember him sitting in the back seat of the car. And, and I, you know, I believe firmly that children are here to teach us. Right. Uh -huh. Aren't they though? Like they're the ultimate reflection. Um, but my son has said to me one day, he said, Mama, is everything okay? <laughs> and I was like, yes, why? Why are you asking? He's like, because you seem very grumpy lately. Oh. He said grumpy. And so in that moment, I had to check myself. I was like, okay, well, he knows me. 
He's with me every day. And so he's just letting me know. And so instead of me, you know, being all offended by it and my feelings, I said, let me, let me, let me get past grumpy. And so um, whether it was, I, I, it was something, there was something going on with me at the time. I was um, in a situation that wasn't a great time in my life um, that I knew I needed to get out of. And he was just confirmation then like, this doesn't look good on you, <laughs> this situation. You don't seem happy. But taking a nap, taking a bath, I take naps. I take I take lots of baths. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm definitely one of those people who, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling some type of way, something's not quite right in my body or feeling a little tight, I will run a bath midday, mm-hmm. light some candles, turn on some music and get in it. I love it, I love uh-huh. it. That's that's my primary. Those are my two primary ways. I do also practice yoga. So sometimes I will just do some down dog, downward dog. Um, I will do some yoga poses. I'll do stretching. Mm-hmm. Stretching mm-hmm. is really important. And then you spoke earlier about sunlight. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I will, if I'm feeling a little bit out of sorts, I'll go, girl, go sit in that sun. Just go sit in the sun. It's like sun meditating, right? It works every and whenever I'm in like you said like a gloomy mood or like a weird if it's a good day outside I'm like I haven't been outside I let me go outside my porch just listen to the trees and breathe a little bit you know connect as they say with nature it just brings you back to like the core of who you are you know what I mean because I think in in all of the things that are happening it's really easy to get lost you know and just kind of the the, the every days of just moving just become a ritual of sorts yes and, yes and, and and you can get off and you're like wait a minute let, let me connect back to who i am as a person let me connect back to my purpose and why i'm here because it, it's for me i don't know about you but for me it's really easy to forget the why you know like mm-hmm. especially with like social media and what you should be doing and what you should say and do this and here's the five ways to do that and blah 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 hi what is your purpose? Because we've written it down a thousand times. Yes, ma'am. Spoken to the Lord about it That's a right. thousand times. We've prayed on it. You know, so like, what is you, you know, where are you at in your purpose? And so I love that for you. When you feel confident, you feel like you can do it all. And who says you can't, whether you're running, biking, doing yoga, swimming, or just sitting on your couch, Girlfriend Collective has clothes you feel your best in no matter what you're doing. Whether you need compression or comfort, they make cute and comfortable bras, leggings, shorts, tanks, tees, swimsuits, and more. And their sizing is inclusive, ranging from extra, extra small to a 6X. They use recycled materials to make their clothing and their shipping is also 100% recyclable. Girlfriend Collective also has a garment take back program called Regirlfriend. So once you're done loving on your pieces a long time from now, of course, send them back to be upcycled into a new girlfriend gear. Join the collective today. For listeners of our show, Girlfriend Collective is offering a first time customers $25 off purchases of $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash T-Y. That's $25 off $100 or more when you go to girlfriend.com slash T-Y. Once again, that's girlfriend.com slash T-Y. 
You guys know that I'm a huge advocate for taking charge of your health, but I was surprised to learn that over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet. And 95% are not getting the recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. So what can you do to fill the gaps? Rituals Essentials for Women 18 Plus Multivitamin was formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women ages 18 and over. It is formulated with nutrients to help support your health. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff. It's also gluten and soy-free. I've been taking their Essential for Women 18 Plus multivitamin, and I love how it doesn't taste chalky or fishy. I also really appreciate how easy Ritual makes it to take charge of your health. You can create custom bundles for your whole household. Ritual has products for both men and women and various age ranges. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash T-Y to turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash T-Y. Because I adore the holiday season, I will forgive winter for just about everything except this harsh cold air that is ruining my chances at a good hair day. But having dry and brittle hair in the wintertime doesn't have to be our reality. You've heard me talk about the amazing hair care brand way before, but if you have never tried their leave-in conditioner, I'm here to tell you it's a must purchase to complete your hair regimen. It conditions, detangles, and leaves hair smooth, shiny, and manageable. I also love that it leaves my hair so bouncy and full, and it protects my hair from heat up to 450 degrees. So it's time to say goodbye to frizz, tangles, flyaways, and breakage for all hair types. Discover a new way of life with cruelty-free, sulfate-free, and paraben-free hair care, body, and fragrance products from Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and use the code T-Y to get 15% off your entire purchase. That's 15% off your entire order at T-H-E-O-U-A-I dot com code T-Y. When I think about honoring myself, I also think about uh, being creative and what creativity feels like when I let it just flow and, and exist without boundaries. I'm wondering, how does creativity show up for you? Aside, and let's negate acting because we know that's one. What, yeah, are, yeah, yeah. what are the other things that maybe we don't know about Melinda that, that creativity shows up in your life? Wow. So funny, I, I was telling my husband the other day, I said, you know, I've got to get out of this house. I've got to get out of this house today. I just was feeling like I was feeling a little bit like I uninspired. Mm-hmm. Right. So, and that means, 
you know, I've been on the grind and I've been, you know, sitting down at my desk doing what I'm supposed to do every day. And it's like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. You have to go out in the world and find things that inspire you and, you know, and people inspire me. So when I'm missing that connection to people, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm losing my inspiration. Right. So I know that I have to make sure that I go out. And I, when I say people, I mean total strangers, like whether it's at the grocery store, or at the nursery, because um, I do gardening and even just to go and talk to people. I always used to wonder. My mother's very creative. And when I was little, I always used to wonder, why does she talk to everybody? Yeah, everybody. <laughs> everybody. Like, and be there 20 minutes. She gives everybody 20 minutes. Sorry. <laughs> But I realized that's part of inspiration. Mm. It's part of inspiration, right? And so, and then also art. So the other day we went to this Van Gogh exhibit and it was, have you been to that? Yes, my husband bought me tickets for my birthday. So he we went on Monday. The, immerse, the immersive one? The same one. Oh my, we are so connected, sis. Girl, so I, I, I got my whole, whole oh my that <laughs> I was like, that, that will do for about three months. That'll hold I, me. Listen, I left that exhibit feeling so full. Like we sat there and watched it. Cause I think it might, I don't know the time might've been like a half hour, 40 by five, 45 minutes for a little light show thing. Yes. I, I sat on that little um, chair. I said, I'm just gonna sit here for a little bit longer. Yeah, a little bit longer. It was so good. Girl. Like, I I can't even explain. Like, just, I think for me, it was the disconnect that I was able to have, right, from, like, the outside world. And it was almost like I was entering this, this room just filled with creativity. Like, right down to, like, I even thought about, like, how was this made? Like, like, the, like, just, I, I, I just was in my head about like how creative the whole exhibit was to, mm-hmm. you, know, you know what I mean? But you I, were- w- I oh. was too. And we were even, we even went back to the 1800s. Like this guy, this, this, this artist could not have imagined how his art would be transformed hundreds of years later. Could not, right? have, could not have imagined it that technology would come along and say, we're going to put people in your painting. Literally, yes. in, literally inside of it. We did the VR thing. Yeah. And oh, away. Like, I was like, my we didn't have that. <laughs> oh, well, well, so my husband paid for the VIP experience and the VIP, oh. experience, you know, that was my birthday. You know well, saying? I got to, I'm going to have to holler at my husband about the VIP thing. Treat <laughs> you like regular people. <laughs> right. What? Yeah, so the VR experience, you use the um the Oculus um yes. little thing. And so it was literally you like walking through the art. And so each little frame was like so it, it started off like with his house with the bed and everything. And then you went through all these gorgeous flowers and it would stop and like explain his painting and like what he may have been going through. Like it was just such it was probably one of the best exhibits. And I'm not even a huge Van Gogh fan. Yeah. Like, yeah. And some flowers and whatever, whatever. But like, yeah. it, but experiencing art in that way, mm-hmm. in that kind of creative way was just mind blowing for yeah. me. Well, well, that's, that's what you will, when we talk about uh, creativity and inspiration, that, like I said, it gave me, it charged me. It was, it, it, 
it reminded me that you get to decide how you show up. You get to decide how your gift gets used by you. Where is the you collection plate? <laughs> it came out of here so I could pass Melinda her coins. My bad. Yes. But see, but see that, and that's why I knew I, you know what, I'm having a moment. I might be stuck here in this moment and going around in a little bit of a circle. So let me go, you know, be reminded that no, this, this it's infinite. The possibilities are infinite. That's there it. are things that you are infinite. We are infinite. You can use this in ways that others can't imagine. So how people are telling you you're supposed to show up is not necessarily how you gonna show up. You decide how you gonna show up. And so that was um that's one thing. So I will so so that said, I let me tell you something. I am not afraid. Never really have been. What I will say is that over the years I have kind of listened to people and what they thought they saw from me and what 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 was expected of me and then as i got a little bit easy to do though in hollywood i feel like you probably have different people tugging and pulling and inserting you know their version of you or and their version of what they think will sell correct right what i realize is that they don't know what will sell because they don't know me they don't me there you go they That's don't know me mm-hmm. but but that's also my fault yeah. Because you haven't been showing them. Mm, really, I, I kept, I, I've been saying for years, they're not even ready. Not they're even not ready, ready Melinda. Make me you close my laptop, ma'am. <laughs> what did you say? I said, mean, you're going to make me close my laptop on you and go home. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I'm saying? Because I, because I know what I do. I know who I am. And I, yeah, absolutely. I kept saying to my, I kept saying for all, for years they're not ready and the reason why i was saying it was because if you tell them that you do that that and that they're really not going to know what to do with you and then so i so i said to myself well oh well then they just won't know what to do with me you know what to do with you mm-hmm. so you have to create it yeah. you have to show them what to do with you mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like what they think it looks like mm. So that's where I am now. It's it's like I'm and 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 first I got to show myself, right, right, because it's something that I don't I don't I don't know what that is yet. I haven't seen it. I'm just I'm in the midst of painting it, if you will. Yes. I'm in the midst of creating it. Ma'am, you are speaking, it, girl. Listen, I think the <laughs> first the first time we talked, I said this is my sister. Like I've known her, I just ain't met her yet because. <laughs> the energy that we share it for me is so fulfilling and we've only talked this is only our second time but the energy that we exchange just feels so good right now you know what I mean? like it's it's so warm you know what I mean yeah. um but I, like we're, we're humans right yeah and we're not perfect I like to think so in what ways besides kind of maybe the Hollywood way of silencing you in what ways have you kind of silenced the creativity in you, whether it's from fear or, or, or lack of resource or, you know, whatever the case may be. Like I said, I've silenced my own creativity. If I'm being honest. And we are. <laughs> and we are. I've silenced my creativity by being afraid of my own gifts. You know, because 
I literally would say and still do sometimes like, why do I know how to do that? Oh my God. Why do I have that information? Why did I get it so quickly? Why did I get it so quickly? How do I learn everything I want to do? I want to do. And, and so I, and I, and I literally will hide them. Mm. I will pretend I'll pretend mm -hmm. before I'll tell you. Mm -hmm. I'll pretend before I, I sit in front of you a whole movie project that I have written, produced, scored, color timed. You know what I mean? Before I do that, I'll tell you that um, me and my friends did a thing. It's the imposter syndrome for me, sis. <laughs> Every time. Because I, I think that somehow you'll you'll think I'm crazy. You'll think I'm weird. Well, for me, I, I think, because I had the same kind of experience in DJing, like DJing was something that I picked up on very quickly. Like to this day, DJs are like, you just started? And I'm like, yeah, I did. <laughs> but I'm good, <laughs> my bad. But it's like, I think it's also the, the arrogance that some people confuse for confidence, right? Mm -hmm. And so when you boast, you know, I, I scored it, I, I filmed it, I directed it, I did all these things. People are like, oh, she just thinks she know everything. She do this. Thing. Well, actually I can. And we should be, especially as black women, I, I hope that we get into the habit of saying, you know what, I, I can, I am great. I can do all of the things. Sis, when I tell you I can do anything. Anything I, I can do, it, literally. I had this conversation with my husband the other day. I literally can do anything I put my mind to, period, point blank. Ain't nothing I can't do. The only restriction is that which my body can, like, right. if I'm not strong enough to lift, yeah. I can't, then I can't. Science won't let me. <laughs> Science won't let me. The, the, the physical limitations yeah. of this world won't let me. But when I tell you, if you show me one time, that's it. I could do anything. And that's the thing that I was, I've always been afraid to let people know. And I get to this place now where I started getting this vision and I kept saying, well, God, how, who's, how, who's doing that? <laughs> and then as I said, and it was like, listen, you don't even need to, the how is not your business. Not your Just business. take this first step. And when I started taking those first steps, those next steps began revealing themselves. And that's when you go, I don't even know how I know how to do this. Yeah. I don't know when you showed me or when this was part of my gift, because as far as I knew, I was always an actress. I mean, I knew I could do other things, yeah. but I had only applied myself to this one skill or industry, varying, varying skills within that industry, like writing, directing, producing. I mean, anything, lighting, I could do, I really could do anything except sing, I don't sing. You like me, God. I feel like that's a, a physical limitation. Like, you, you do enough, okay? We don't need that vocal cords. Calm down, okay? But I'm okay. good. I'm gonna try though. <laughs> I just love vulnerability. Yeah. Kind of fills me up in such a weird way, right? Like I love to 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 show vulnerability, but I also love to receive it. It it makes me feel whole in such an odd way, like. I'm obsessed with hearing people's stories and, and, and getting you, pulling those kind of things out of you. So in, in these moments, in these last moments of 20, 
21, if I can think what year, 2021, what are some of the things that make you whole in your days? Being able to sit, honestly, being able to sit and take deep breaths. That's one of the things that I feel like I had been taking for granted until 2020. Um, it's like the it's like the plague. Like you don't even want to say you don't even want to speak. Like oh, don't nobody say 2020. My God, because we did survive. When but- that came, I became fiercely aware of mm. my breaths. Yeah, and. I'm so grateful. I'm so grateful. Like when we talk about, um, you know, just kind of sitting in the sun, the sun reminds me of of, uh, gratitude. I'm always grateful when I'm sitting in that sunlight and feeling that warmth. And it's now it's similar when I can just get a moment and it's like, Melinda, step away, sit down and just breathe. And even in just breathing, I realized that's my new way of, and it's interesting because I know, you know, this is part of a yoga practice, right? Taking in the breath, but you even take that for granted as just part of it. Right. It's like, no, it not, it's not, it's not for granted. It, it's not granted. It's not a given. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I think for me, 2020, um, to your point, the pause of it right because we really had no other choice but everything stopped yeah. for a good three months everywhere yeah. and so the the pause of it to your point really made me realize how much I don't breathe in moments of anger in moments of despair of fear you know and even sometimes in happiness because I can get so you know riled up that I forget to kind of breathe and just take in that moment. And so to your point, I really focused on the breath work that we don't do on a daily basis because it is a privilege, right? To get up every day and breathe. It is. And be healthy and, and be able to go outside and sit, you know, actually walk outside. There are lots of people who don't have that privilege. That's and right. So 2020 for me, a part of that gratitude practice was the breath work, you know, in that. Um, you have been such a freaking joy. Like I, I would cuss, but we got sponsors, so we're not going <laughs> to <that. laughs> You have been such a joy, and I cannot wait to meet you post-COVID and hug up on you, have a cup of tea or wine, whatever you drink, and I'll drink whatever you drink. Um, all those things. All tea, those, wine. Wine, all, all, all the tequilas, everything. Just That's enjoy. right your presence. But as we prepare um, to go into 2022, this is uh, about to be Q4. Who is Melinda becoming? Melinda is becoming Melinda. Melinda is becoming, you know, I am stepping fully into the bigness of who I've always been called to be. You know, I'm five two. I'm not that big. I'm not physically, I'm not that big. Spiritually, I know I am a giant. I know this for certain. Uh, and and I and and I've always I've always had little glimpses of it, but you know, I also was and, and we all are. Let's let's be clear. I'm not just saying, well, I'm a giant and you're not. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying I'm stepping into my giantness. 
That's who I am becoming. And the reason I'm becoming that now is because I realized, Ty, that all this time, all these years, I started in this industry when I was 10 years old. I, I am just now realizing at 51, I am just now realizing that at 10 years old, even this day, was decided already it was already ordained for me and it has never been about me it has always been bringing you to this point that when you realize who and whose and what you are and what your purpose is you'll understand why you went through all of those other things and so for those things to not be in vain for those things to really um come to to the the, the culmination of what the, the purpose really is i have to step take myself out of the equation i have to take my ego out of the equation and really truly just be the vessel and the vessel is huge you see what i'm saying where is the collection play you want to this this tithing man because you're preaching on today, on this good Thursday. On today. Today, ma'am. Yes. I, listen, again, I, I cannot express enough through virtually how much uh, just our small energy exchanges has been. I'm going to be full for the rest of the day. Tomorrow, probably just, it has been, again, a joy. Tell the people where they can find you, what you got coming up. I know you say you got a book. What are some other things, the projects that you're working on? I do. I have a book. I also had she I have She's Got a Habit. It's wellness focused multi vendor marketplace yeah. and it provides a platform for uh, community building entrepreneurship and, uh, you know, wellness through practicing better habits. I have that. Um, I also have the the um, event series, the Rise and Shine event series. I was unfortunately able not to go to, but I'm okay, there. We'll see you there next at the next one. Absolutely. <laughs> And then I have some other projects that I'm I'm going to likely be producing um, more television and film projects, but for now what I'm working on is the marketplace, the um, the event series and then making it all make sure making sure that it all is cohesive and feeding it's feeding itself and growing. Understood, understood. It was a pleasure again I cannot say it enough you are um, a light. You are a gem. If no one has told you today, I love you. Just for being you. Uh, I'm sure your husband told you today, but I'm gonna tell you again. <laughs> you are not only beautiful on the outside, but your soul, and not many folks can say that. Your soul is immaculate. Your soul is just, oh, she's a good one. And I'm just here to tell you. She, 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 she Thank you. Thank you, Ty. Well, you know, I will say that it takes one to no one. Man, hello. I know my greatness too. <laughs> That's a fact. That's a fact. You can't see it if you can't if you can't be it. Damn. You're in these damn gems. Transcribers, <laughs> <laughs> I'm be like, look at all these quotes I got for social. Pull them. Pull them. Yes, full of them. They're, you know, that's I'm a wealth of quotes. I know I know that like I um, but again, it's because we're always absorbing. Right. We're always learning. And then we're, if we're artists, you know, we always like to uh, find a way to make it rhyme, make it look pretty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Sound good. Sound bites. So, well, thank you so much for today. I really appreciate you. Likewise. Thank you for having me. 
Thank you so much for joining me today. I am incredibly grateful for our connection. Thank you for leaning into these hard conversations with me. And a special thank you to those of you who are faithfully listening and supporting the podcast each week. If you'd like to continue our conversations or you just have a story to share, please consider joining our community. You can log on to patreon.com slash self-care IRL. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash self-care IRL. And if you enjoyed and loved this episode, do me a favor and submit your review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, just wherever you are listening to me today. Also, I kind of think you like me, like we go together or something. So go ahead and subscribe to the podcast so you can be the first to get new episodes each and every Sunday. And I want to encourage you to share this episode on your IG stories, Twitter, Facebook. Just do your girl a favor and share it so we can keep the conversation going. And when you do share it, make sure you tag me. I am at Ty Alexander and at Self Care IRL. Again, thank you so much for listening to me today. And until next time, toodles. Hey.